Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone? Welcome into the Football Betting Show. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by veteran handicapper Brandon Lang. You can head to brandonlang.com. For more information on B-Lang, you can always follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air. The college football card will be out coming up uh, Friday evening, so you want to pay attention to that on my Twitter page. But let's get you some winners here on the podcast. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. You can follow us there. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave us five stars and a rating as well. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg, brought to you by betonline.ag. The wait is over. Football is back, and you might not be at the games this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, Brandon and I have a lot of action on the football games each and every weekend, and there's no better place to bet than betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Brandon, let's start. I got a bone to pick with you. Uh, App State last week, you told me that was the move. They they closed at about 21.5-point favorites, win the game by 21. They failed to cover a game where everything pointed to them winning in blowout fashion. Well, I, tell, I always tell people, you know, when you're, you're laying, you know, laying 3, 7, 10, 17, 21, you always got to buy the half point. And so you got cheap, and you either buy the half point, you got beat. I mean, you just, you know, it's fundamentals of betting, Scott. I try to take you through it. If you're going to never lay 21 and a half, off those numbers, always buy that half point. You never know. All right. So you would have pushed. So, so you would have pushed you, that. You, Still wouldn't have won. Learned a very, you learned a very valuable lesson. Never, ladies and gentlemen, get beat by the hook unless you put er at the end and then of course that's a whole different thing in a vegas casino my man pots and pants what's happening buddy <laughs> uh, my man you are a character brother um uh, let's start let's, let's start with college football this week um there's a couple of games that jump out to me uh the first one right there noon kickoff lane stadium in blacksburg virginia I, I'm very confused by this line. I just don't know why Virginia Tech is favored over Miami, and it has nothing to do with Miami being number nine in the country. It has to do with Virginia Tech's defense looking like absolute Swiss cheese. Uh, last week, they allowed Liberty to just absolutely hand it to him. Liberty was one of my plays last week, plus 17. Thank you very much. Winning the game outright. Love to see that. Uh, but Malik, Malik Willis of Liberty last week, the Auburn transfer, had a monster game, right? Threw for over 200, rushed for over 100. Don't people realize that De'Eric King is like a better version of Malik Willis? Why is Miami an underdog in this game? Looks like a trap, smells like a trap. It is a trap. I don't care. I'll fall for the trap. I, I love Miami in this game. Yeah, they they laid 10 at NC State. They, they you know, they kind of just didn't play well. Um, one by three, didn't cover the number. We're never going to cover the number. At the end of the day, now they're a small dog. One loss this year at Clemson. I like them. I just like bottom line. Sometimes it, we as handicappers complicate looking into something that that's just not there. And for me, after losing to Liberty, after Willis having the kind of day that he had, the right side of the game for me is the Miami Hurricanes, and I'll take them plus two and a half. 
Plus, I don't know if Khalil Herbert, the star running back for Virginia Tech, is going to play in this game. So you're going to give me points with Miami, who I think is the better, more complete team against a team that has no defense without their star running back? I just I think you got to take Miami all the way here. I agree. Yeah. I agree, and that's one of, that was one of my plays uh, to begin with. So ironically, amazing you 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 went there to start the podcast. Good. Uh, let's go, let's go to the Big Ten here. Uh, Michigan State home underdogs to number ten Indiana. The Hoosiers ranked as high as they've been in an eternity. Have a nice look ahead spot though because they play against Ohio State next week. Is this a trap game for the Hoosiers? You know, I've looked at this game all week, and I, I do a couple of radio shows in Michigan, which, of course, is my, my home state. And I was asked about this game, and I said, you know, Michigan State, they, they, they get the big upset of Michigan. And then to turn around and go on the road at Iowa, who was 0-2, and playing at Iowa in a desperate situation, you kind of said to yourself, well, were, were, were they really going to lose that game? And it was the ultimate letdown spot for Michigan State, and they got blown out. Now they're back home. But fortunately, there's no value here because this is a Michigan State team that's 0-7, their last seven against the number at home. So I, I, for me, with the look ahead, it's just a stay away from game. I know the Hoosiers are on a 10-3 run against the spread going back to 2019, but I just don't think there's any value, especially with the look ahead of Ohio State next week. Does Penn State get off the schneid and pick up their first victory, small road favorites at Nebraska? No. I mean, let me, let, me, let me paint you a picture. Um, you're Penn State. You start the year off at Indiana. You have high hopes for a Big Ten championship, high hopes for a national championship. You're James Franklin. You're ready to roll. You go to Indiana and you implode. You outgain them, outstat them, outdo everything, and you flat out get beat. Okay, now you come back home national TV Saturday night. You got to rally the troops. Here we go. Here comes Ohio State. We got to save our season. We can't go 0-2. This is it. What happens? You implode and get dominated. Now you're 0-2. Now you're James Franklin all week long, standing in front of your team, facing your team. Guys, listen, we're 0-2. We can save our season. Let's step up and play the game of our life. Let's step up and play like Penn State's supposed to play. Let's step up and play like we know we can play. We're better than this team. Let's go. And as a four-touchdown favorite, they take the field, and you'd expect them to dominate. You'd expect them to play like the season means something. You'd expect them to play like, you know what, we're Penn State. We're going to step up. We're supposed to do what we're supposed to do. And what do you do? You lose outright as a four-touchdown favorite. You don't only lose outright. You're down 35-7 and got completely dominated. So what do you do when you stand up in front of your team heading to Nebraska? What do you do? How do you, as James Franklin, go, okay, guys, listen, we're on three. We just lost as a four-touchdown favorite to Maryland. We got to go on the road. Guys, we're rowing three. We can save the season. The Blue Bonnet Bowl is there for us. The, the Margin Bowl is there for us. The Chicken Adobo Bowl game is there for us. Let's go to Nebraska and let's win one for Joe Paterno. Let's win one for Joe Sandusky. Let's go. Joe's rooting for us in prison. Let's go. I mean, Scott, you got a Nebraska team that's played two games this year against the two best teams in the Big Ten, Ohio State and Northwestern. They, they, they played Ohio State better than the final score would indicate. And they went up and down the field on Northwestern. Now they're back home for their first home game for a coach in Scott Frost who's trying to build a program, and this game means something. Do you think you trust Penn State to get up off the deck and go on the road here and play like it means something after what they did last week against Maryland? Nope. I don't trust them. There you go. 
That's as good a breakdown as you ever get on any podcast in America. I love it. Uh, one more Big Ten game I want to ask you about. Wisconsin-Michigan. Wisconsin had three weeks to prepare for this game with all their COVID cancellations. Michigan is broken. Wisconsin laying four and a half on the road. Wisconsin needs to win and win big to actually have a realistic shot at the college football playoff. Now, obviously, they have to beat Ohio State, and they got to play in the Big Ten title game and win that and go undefeated, but they can't do that unless they go into that Big Ten title game undefeated, regardless of how little games they play. So every game, with all the cancellations, become that much more important for Wisconsin. So I think there's no reason for me, just like I can't trust Penn State, how can I trust Michigan as a home dog? I think Wisconsin rolls into Ann Arbor and blows out Michigan. Okay, I'm just going to say this. I'm not touching this game. I'm done with Michigan. They 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 bit me opening week against Minnesota. I'm not a Jim Harbaugh fan. I'm going to watch this game from afar. I know the home team has won the last four meetings, so there we go. But I'm telling you, it wouldn't surprise me for me to be sitting here on Saturday watching all these games and see the first score up on the card, Michigan 10 nothing. I don't know why. I don't know why this is just the kind of thing that Harbaugh does. It's just the kind of thing he gets to rally his team. I think, listen, you beat Minnesota. You get upset by Michigan State, who always plays you well. And you get beat by a really good Indiana team. I don't think Michigan's as bad as people think they are. The layoff for Wisconsin, I think, potentially can hurt them a little bit. Um, I, I, I'm not touching it. You can touch it. You can take Wisconsin. I get it. But I, I just get this gut feeling this is the Jim Harbaugh special. <laughs> this is the Harbaugh special, and he's going to burn some people. That's what I think. All right, let's go to the ACC. Uh, North Carolina is laying 13.5 at home to Wake Forest. I'm actually looking at the total in this game. It's at 67. It's high, but I can see this game being played into the 80s. Uh, North Carolina is second in the country in explosive plays. They average about seven and a half yards per play. Wake Forest is a talented quarterback in Sam Hartman. Uh, Sam Hartman. They got big wide receivers. Um, you know, I love Sam Howell and what North Carolina has done. I just think that this game smells like a 28-21 halftime score, and we're seeing a shootout there in uh, Chapel Hill. I agree with you. I really like this this Wake Forest team, and it wouldn't surprise me if they're in this game. I was gonna I was gonna take them plus the thirteen and a half to be honest with you, but the more I looked into this game, the more I see that North Carolina with their explosive plays is just like one or two snaps away from pulling away and winning this game by fourteen to twenty one. So I just think that the, just play on the over and just watch both teams score. I I personally feel that North Carolina defensively isn't as good as people think. No, and, they're not. And I think, I th- and I think this is going to be a, a, a single-digit game. I, I really, really do. And so my aim is towards Wake Forest. I'm with you, though, to, to make Wake Forest and North Carolina over 68 a play. Yeah, I, like, I do like that. I also like a shootout, believe it or not, in Boston College and Notre Dame. Uh, I love BC at home. 
They're good as home dogs. Last week's game against uh, against Syracuse was kind of a throwaway game. They knew that they can go in there. Um, you know, they have they 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 fought with Clemson and they lost. They knew they had the game with Notre Dame coming up. They go to the Carrier Dome. They they know that they can just get out of there. It's a cakewalk game. Just don't get hurt. Go out of there and just come away with the victory and set up the matchup with Notre Dame. Notre Dame coming off the emotional high of beating Clemson double overtime. They are they have their sights set on the college football playoffs, but slow down. You still have to play Clemson again in the ACC championship game. Phil Jerkovic, the quarterback for Boston College, was Ian Book's backup at Notre Dame. He transferred because Brian Kelly said, you don't fit my system. So he goes and plays for Jeff Hatley at Boston College where they're throwing the ball all over the field. This is a motivational game for Jer- for Jakovic. This is Boston College trying to prove that they deserved to fight with Clemson and it wasn't just about the fact that DJ Uyagalele was quarterback and not Trevor Lawrence, that they are that good of a team that can hang with some of the best teams in the country. BC is a home dog plus the 13 and a half. Let me break it down another way for you, Scott. You go to Vegas. You're sitting there at the bar at Bellagio, and this really hot porn star walks by. She sits down next to you and says, hey, what are you doing? You want to party? I'm just kind of in the mood. And you spend the whole weekend with this porn star, and she turns you out, and she takes you to places you've never been, and and you are never going to go. In other words, you have a Star Trek moment with her where you go where no man has gone before. And now, Scott, after that weekend with her, the rest of your life, any girl you meet is never going to be able to take you where she took you. You had your porn star moment. Scott, I give you the Notre Dame Fighting Irish last week against Clemson and their second porn star moment. She's got 1993, the Fighting Irish had a porn star moment. They knocked off number one Florida State at home, and they rushed the field, and they had their Bellagio porn star moment. Guess what, Scott? The next week they lost they outright to, to Boston College. The next week they <laughs> went to Starbucks and they looked at the girl behind the counter with the glasses, and they realized she's just not going to do it for you. And that was Boston College. They went to Boston College and they lost outright. Well, guess what, Scott? It's 2020. They just beat the number one team in the country, Clemson, and now they're going right back. Boston College. I love Boston College plus the points. It wouldn't surprise me if they won the game outright, but this game is going to go right down to the wire. Notre Dame has their porn star moment, and it's over. Do you like my Dracovic angle with the motivation? Yes. Yes, but I think it's beyond that. Yeah. Boston College is a good football team. I watched the whole Clemson game, and I was beyond impressed with not only defensively how they, how they held up and how they played, but offensively, the schemes they come up and how they, they just – they were right there. I just – I liked everything about Washington. I kept saying to myself, man, this team is so much better than people think. And, they're, you know, listen, they lose to Clemson, and they lose the, to North Carolina by six. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they held North Carolina to 30th. I believe the final two was 30-24. Don't quote me on that. But, but, but I believe they stood toe-to-toe with North Carolina, had a chance late to, to, to win the game outright, 31-30. So – and, and North Carolina is a very talented, talented, talented football team. So, yeah, give me uh, give me Boston College. What's the points? So many games were canceled this week. I like so many games that are now off the board because of the cancellations. But uh, is there any other college game that jumps out to you? You know, I look at Florida against Arkansas. Um, 
The line is 17 and a half, which worries me, but I love this Florida team. Maybe there's a first half play there or something on the over or the team total because you know that Florida is going to score points. Um, their defense, eh, whatever. Uh, Arkansas is 6-0 and against the number this year. Something's got to give, right? Like they, They're not going to be 7-0 and against the spread, are they? Uh, but they very well could. Um, another game, SMU is is two and a half point dogs at Tulsa. Tulsa usually gets up for these types of games. You know, they play well against teams like Cincinnati and Memphis and SMU and Houston uh, when the season's on the line. Um, so, so maybe that's a spot to look at. Maybe there's a total play somewhere. Central Florida, maybe that's a first-half play. I know they play against Awful Temple. They're laying 25-and-a-half. They'll probably win by 40. Maybe there's a first-half play there. Ole Miss is, is another one that jumps out to me. They're laying 12-and-a-half at home to South Carolina. South Carolina's just bad, and Will Muschamp's going to be out of a job in a couple of weeks. Uh, where, where do you lean uh, any other college games? Missouri plus 14 and a half over Georgia, Missouri at home. Um, they beat LSU at home. Uh, that game is that game. That game. That game is postponed. Oh man. I told you oh, the you COVID go. man. COVID. There you go. The COVID, the COVID super slooper, slooper, slooper. Um, no, that's it. I mean, that's, we've covered pretty much everything I had in college. Let's move to NFL. All right. Let's rock and roll with the NFL here on, uh, on Sunday to me that the first one that jumps out, is I got to believe the Buccaneers are going to bounce back and come away with the win against the Panthers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is out, so Mike Davis takes over again at the running back spot. Um, Panthers kind of maybe, you know, maybe had their porn star moment last week against uh, against the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs with an almost victory. Uh, last time they played the Bucs, they lost 31-17. I just got to believe that Tom Brady picks himself up off the deck after getting embarrassed and uh, writes the ship here, writes the pirate ship against the Panthers. That team's dead to me. I used them Sunday night. I watched Larry, Hurley, and Moe. I watched the Three Stooges, Todd Bowles, Bruce Arians, and Byron Leftwich. I call them the Three Stooges, okay? That's who they are, the Three Stooges, okay? The Three Stooges. That team is dead to me. Um if a plane went down, I wouldn't shed a tear. Let's just put it that way. I'm a brutal, brutal, vindictive SOB, Scott. Absolutely. As worse, one of, I've been doing this for 30 years. That was the worst coaching job I have ever seen in my life in 30 years, period. You are going to run the football a total of five times, and, and let's actually say a total of four times. Mm-hmm. The last, the last being you took a knee on the last play of the game. So I don't want to talk about Tampa Bay. I could care less about Tampa Bay. I burned my Brady jersey after the game went out back and, and burned my Brady jersey. I'm done. Uh, if that team gets to the Super Bowl, which they won't because they won't beat the Saints, they could play 100 more times, Breeze and Brady, and Sean Payton would own Bruce Arians. So, you can, you know, no risk it, no biscuit. Hey, Bruce, take that no risk it and biscuit and shove it up your ass. Next. Go ahead. Tell me where you're going. Well, first and foremost, I'm going to keep going against the Chargers. I just, in, in my opinion, as, as a season progresses, certain teams find ways to win games and certain teams find way to lose games. Mm-hmm. And your, your, your football team takes on that theme. It, it's almost like this, this gorilla on your back that you just literally can't get off your back. And the Chargers are like that. And so you think about Justin Herbert, you think about the season he's had, you think about he's just, he's really, he's really had a good run. 
and ooh, Bubba for Eagle. Bubba for Eagle on 15. Wonder. That's my fifth dude. I have all five guys on the leaderboard. Come on, Bubba. Come on. Oh, he misread it. It didn't hit it. Didn't hit it. He's such a chop with his little Jordan shoes. Anyway, so now I think Herbert Miami, and I believe Herbert is going to have a bad day. You can't keep playing the way he's playing as a rookie and not have that that bad moment. All Miami does is continue to figure out a way to win football games, and I believe they win this football game and cover. Give me Miami. How about the um, the, the the Packers? I think you take them every which way, half game, team total, whatnot. Uh, I think they blow out this Jaguars team. I think the Packers. I don't care the line is high. This is a, this is a blowout victory. Thing that scares me about that is it's hard to cover big numbers when your defense can't stop the run. And this is still the NFL. And if we've learned anything about the NFL, double-digit underdogs in the NFL are kind of scared. For a reference, see the Dallas Cowboys last week. Mm. That means you got to be up. 21 to feel comfortable in the fourth quarter. You watched the Colts last night. They punked the Titans. They own the Titans. The Jags beat the Colts. They have weapons. They have talent. They have The Packers have no defense. They have no defense whatsoever. So for me, yeah, maybe Packers first half, but it's got backdoor written all over it, and I, and I, and I just have this sneaky suspicion that the Packer defense – is is suspect, and I think the Jags are going to run the football right down their throat, and it, it's a letdown game for the Packers. All right, you won't be on the sidelines for it, but give me your take on Ravens-Pats. I will tell you this right now. It wouldn't surprise me if this is an absolute blowout, Ravens. Yeah. I think the New England Patriots are that bad. I really do. And if not for Greg Williams and Joe Flacco – Greg Williams with some of the defensive calls he made and Joe Flacco with, with predetermined he was going to throw deep up seven to just win that game. And I think Bill Belichick knows how bad they are. And I think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm all over the Ravens minus the points. I really am. I think they're done. Patriots are done. How are you playing this Seahawks Rams game? I'm all over the Rams. I, I, I'm not buying into to, to, if the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen can shred that Seattle defense to the level of which they shred them. I believe the Rams and Sean McVay with the extra time are going to torch Seattle. I really do. I'm all over the Rams. It's one of my best bets. Wow. I just think the Rams, Rams minus one and a half. I'll say it again. You can't win games in the NFL on the road. If you don't have a defense in a near pick them game, you go with the better off. You go with the better defense and the home team. And I'm telling you right now, I think Sean McVay and the Rams go up and down in the field on Seattle. I really do. And carve them up. Yeah. They have the offense, and Seattle does not have the defense. Uh, anything else jump out to you? I think the Eagles over the Giants is pretty easy. They're only three and a half, laying three and a half on the road. Um, Giants can't beat anybody not named Washington. So I like the Eagles there. thing that scares me about that game. Division dogs. Is- I know. Divisional home dog, and the Giants have been in every single game this year. Mm-hmm. So, so you want you, you look at the Giants, you can say whatever you want about the Giants, but one word comes out when you look at the Giants. Competitive. They've been competitive mm-hmm. in every single game this year. Competitive. 
They played a Tampa Bay team that's got multiple weapons across the board and had a chance to beat them outright. They turned around, went down to Washington, beat Washington outright. Jason Garrett and Daniel Jones seem to have a nice little flow going right now. And at the end of the day, I just think I wouldn't trust the Philadelphia Eagles in the way they play uh, and Carson Wentz laying more than a field goal against anybody right now. I don't. And the yeah, Giants had him beat in the first meeting down in Philadelphia. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I live bet the Eagles when they were down 11 with uh, four minutes left. I live bet them on the money line. That was great. Uh, I just knew the Giants were going to collapse. Um, Cardinals-Bills might be the, the most fun game on the schedule on Sunday. You're just gonna, are you going to touch it? You're just going to watch it and enjoy it? That game is going to fly over the posted total of 50, 55 and a half. That game can't stay under. Can't, can't, that game can't stand it. If, if Miami, if Miami and Arizona can combine to go close to 70, Buffalo and Arizona will be the same thing. Yeah. Perfect weather conditions. Josh Allen, that offense, you just put up 44 on Seattle. Uh, Arizona's defense is struggling. Tua carved him up. Big day for Josh Allen. I like over the post total of 55 and a half. All right, all right, Blank. You got a, you got a, you got a hundred and fifty diamond this weekend. Uh, yes, number ten in a row goes on Saturday. All number right, ten in a row goes on Saturday, and uh, anytime I can do a podcast where I can rip Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles, and Byron <laughs> Leftwich, and get my Jerry, and get my Jerry Sandusky references for the day, it's a good podcast, my brother. And your porn star reference, can't forget that. Absolutely, most important thing. All right, man, have a good week, my brother. Uh right, good luck. There he is. There's Brandon Lang. Head to BrandonLang.com. Get that 150-dimer. You can always follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I'll release the college football card somewhere Friday evening, so you have it for Saturday, so be sure to check that out on my Twitter page. Subscribe to the Football Betting Show wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave us five stars, please, and leave a little rating as well. We'll be back next week with a new edition of the show. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Good luck this weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.